hello and welcome back to Mummy Jojo Uncut Mojo Injection, episode 9, holy moly, I've been so organised with this podcast that I batched and batched loads and I feel like I've actually been overly organised, I recorded this episode a while ago, the one next week I recorded a while ago, um, I've recorded a few a while ago and I want to start integrating you more each week and giving you the heads up on who's coming on and, and getting your tips and your questions. So I'm going to change the flow a little bit. I didn't know this would pick up so quickly. I didn't know we'd get so many regular listeners and so much great feedback. So I'm just going to make this podcast bigger and better as time goes on. Um, but I'm delighted to welcome Iona Russell this week. Iona and I met a good few months ago now and she's taught me loads. Um, she's a real academic. She really understands mental health. She's lived and breathed it. And we discuss hypnotism, which I decided I would take part in for content and for research for my book. We discuss eating disorders, relationship with food. We discuss so much stuff, actually. Um, so I'm sure you'll learn something. It'll give you something to think about. I'm so thankful for all the knowledge I want to bring to this and as usual very raw not holding much back here because that's what we need to do more of there's crazy things going on in the world and we need to talk talking helps so welcome Iona I'm so happy to have you here my wizard I'm so excited to be here. This is brilliant. She's so talented. And she gave me those gorgeous flowers at the launch last night. What a beautiful person. Yellow. Yellow, yeah, yellow, yellow. So what a journey you've had. I've introduced you, but um, you're just magical. And I thought we could start by talking about your past because you really understand mental health. You really get it. And that's one of the things I love about you. So... Talk us through your background and your issues. That's <laughs> what we do here. <laughs> okay, so my background. Well, I told you I'd be an open book. <laughs> um, okay, so the short, quick version, and then we can get into it, yeah. is that yes, I understand mental health. So I've struggled with it probably from about the age of 14 until really 42. Oh. Um, I know I don't look that old. I know, I was just going to say. I'm approaching 50 now. Oh my days. Um, but yeah, so... Alcohol was a big thing, and then I've um, dabbled with drugs, and so I kind of say that I've not been an addict with those behaviours, but I've, it's been alcohol and drug misuse. Okay. Because um, it hasn't, they never, it never got in the way of being productive, and you know, and it was at different times and um, different quantities of them, and we can go into that another time. And then also food issues started mm-hmm. off when I was fourteen. Um, anorexia first and uh, we're going to go into how I started that yeah. well let me first say I'm also a failed anorexic um, <laughs> and and I know it's no laughing matter however I was always a little bit of a control okay. freak I guess you know and children particularly or teenagers oh my gosh trying to control their environment and so I know now looking back it was about control um, but I, th- I think it was when I was about 14, a girl in secondary school said to me, oh, I'd rather be fat and happy like you mm-hmm. than thin and miserable. And I was like, what? 
I didn't know I was fat. I was actually about a stone lighter than I am now. Mm-hmm. But according to the BMI, I should have been an even another stone lighter than that. And I was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm fat. It never occurred to me. It's crazy. Um, it? And I'm not sure how I got from that to let's just starve myself. But I didn't last very long. Um, I did lose um, quite a bit of weight quickly. Um, and then I thought I had discovered the Holy Grail. I found bulimia. Mm. Um, and that's freaking crazy. But then I could have my food and I could control my weight. Um, and that was at my worst in my teenage years. Plus I was suicidal. Um, and those, the food issues in particular kind of haunted me for a lot of my late teens and adult life. That's terrifying, that one comment. Do you honestly think it, it came from that one... Because it's scary, the power of words, people. I mean, think about this, guys. If you're raising kids or if you just feel like being a bit of an asshole to someone one day, we really need to think before we speak. Oh, my gosh, we do. The power of words, and I don't think... I mean, that saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never harm me. They will. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we say that so that our kids will just get on with it, but you just never know what a what statement at some point is going to have just an ongoing effect on somebody and and then that belief that I obviously latched on to yeah. and that's the thing um, I know we're going to talk about it later sort of belief systems but we adopt these messed up beliefs based on whatever's happening around us and viewed through what we're going through at that time whether it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago mm-hmm. and we latch on to that belief and it doesn't serve a positive purpose now and yeah. certainly then um but yeah i found a way to control it and everybody started complimenting how great i looked so it's, it just sort of feeds that and then mm. yeah and it's just yes i'm really glad i didn't grow up with social media i can't imagine having that pressure yeah. as well. well we've been talking about that before we came live on this because i had a message this morning and someone saying please will you do a topic on um social media and teenagers and that's something we can discuss in more detail and get you back but it's terrifying um it's social media is amazing in so many ways but for teenagers we didn't grow up with it ourselves you say you're so glad you didn't but you were saying that they're addicted people are addicted to the likes it's one of my most searched posts why someone you know blogged it a couple of years ago gets hits daily and it's probably teenagers saying why are people not liking my facebook posts and i'm trying to say look it's not and, and make them feel better why they're not it's a bit of a spin on it but for you you were saying they, they actually get high there's a thing on being addicted to yeah, likes um i'll definitely when we will do another conversation about that another time so I don't want to get quoted exactly but it's it is it's that endorphin dopamine rush that kids get mm-hmm. and us as adults you know we're all scrolling through and we get likes and it makes us feel good but mm-hmm. I was also telling you that I know of this teenage girl that was staying with us um, over a week and she was in her room crying because she hadn't had enough likes That's on an Instagram post and it's just yeah, so growing up with that and the pressure to look perfect anyway, I mean, mm-hmm. I can't imagine. And perfection is such an external force. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also got postnatal depression, but that was because of my external, my expectations of myself were yeah. far worse than what anybody else could have expected of me. Yeah. They were so high, they were just unobtainable. So it's just... My life, I've had a, a brilliant life, so, you know, don't don't think I'm a miserable <laughs> so-and-so. But in that, you know, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Oh, you don't. 
it's, um, it's crazy. Yeah, we can all paint a smile on, and I have genuinely been happy. But I've had moments where, you know, in an utter sink of despair, sinkism wouldn't be a big, you know what I mean, piece well, of despair. It's hard as well because there's all this chat about stigma and, and get people to talk. But if you're feeling really, really low and people are saying just talk about it, I guess it's hard if you, when you think back to when you've been in your darkest places, I mean, what helps someone? Um, which time? Depends which decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think if, well, I think we're going to go to teenagers another time. I mean, I, in my teenage years, I looked for friends and support mm-hmm. outside, but I, I mean, nobody knew that I was, you know, had food issues mm-hmm. and also growing up within our culture where drinking is such an accepted norm. I was going to the pub at 14. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's not so easy nowadays and particularly in a city, but um, yeah, it's difficult. So I think listening, I try to have an open dialogue with my son. Um, and oh my gosh, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm still a shitey parent with him. And Aren't we all? <laughs> he still sometimes thinks, you know, that it's challenging. So having teenagers is challenging. In, I remember with the postnatal depression, as an example, I told the nurse when she came around um, for the, you know, those home visits, mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm struggling. I, I don't think I'm doing well. And she said, of course you are, because I had an aunt visiting me at the time. Mm-hmm. Of course you are, you have support. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm doing okay. Yeah. You know, and so this was early days. So it's before I'd had my six-week checkup. Um, and I just knew something was off. So I went to my doctor for my six-week checkup. And I adore him. He's seen, I mean, gosh, I've been going to him for, for decades. Oh. And he, all he did was he said, how are you doing? And I burst into tears and... That was it, and I got put on. That was my first time on antidepressants. I've been on antidepressants about three or four times since then. Okay. Um, and really, it was, and I say the magic age is forty-two, because I'd also moved abroad and got married, moved abroad uh, when I was forty, and got depressed again then because again I was just overwhelmed. It wasn't going how I thought, mm-hmm. um, and ended up on antidepressants again. And it was really through um, mindfulness, meditation, mm-hmm. and healthy whole food eating, mm-hmm. and finding what worked for me, and thinking outside the box, and all those things really worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was a long process, so I love what I do, where I can, if I can just help someone quickly kind of shift those beliefs, mm-hmm. and, um, and we've got our wonderful friend Michael, who I love his attitude towards food and exercise. So Yeah, and he was speaking recently in his seminar on nutrition about the impact of our diet and anxiety. And I know looking back, and I've written about it myself, if I've had too much caffeine or too much sugar or processed food or alcohol, <laughs> it has a massive impact on my anxiety levels. Um, and I think it's, it's powerful and it's something to remember. So if you've changed your diet and you've seen a massive impact... You can see why. Absolutely. And one of the things I do, if someone's coming to me particularly about anxiety, um, I ask, I mean, I ask everybody what their, what their food, in, like nutrition is, sleep and moving. Because really without those three, three things, um, we've got to nourish our, ourselves, mind, body and soul and take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. If we're like, I don't know about you, but I get hangry. Oh, yeah. So if I haven't had enough food, yeah. and then I want to reach for the chocolates, or, you know, it's just yeah, like it's just a quick it. thing. The quick thing, whereas you can't do all these wonderful zen things in, what, 
it's my opinion, mm-hmm. but you need to take care of yourself first. So if you're mm-hmm. not, and gosh, I tell you what, if I'm not sleeping, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm a yeah, grizzly bear. So I sound like I'm a really um, moody person, but just give me enough food and enough sleep and I'm fine. Um, and moving, yeah. movement's a really brilliant thing and do what works for you. You don't yeah. need to go to the gym if going up, walking up a hill works yeah. for you. Those things help with our mental health. The food helps. It all just comes in, and then if we have little blocks holding us back, mm-hmm. you know, then let's let's sort those and let's get somebody onto that path of healthy, happy life. Because really, we're we're all born perfect. Yeah, and I find that fascinating, and it's amazing. I still see Bonnie and Charlie in this bubble of not caring what people think, and I'm trying to cherish this time because I'm terrified, as you say, as we're discussed for the pressures they they will face, um, and it's tricky. It is, it's just, I mean, look at our kids. So they're confident, they're outgoing, they're happy. Yes, you know, someone can still be shy or, you know, it's that's, that's not what I'm referring to. But, you know, a baby comes into the world and they expect to be taken care of. They've been in the womb, mm-hmm. they've been, like, fed and, you know, it's all been cool and groovy in there. Mm-hmm. And then they come out and it's like, well, of course everyone's going to take care of me. Yeah. You know, why wouldn't they? They haven't had the experience of being beaten down or told that they're not good enough or or anything you know so and you bring a camera out and you know little kids will pose for you and they don't care about dancing at a party Mm -hmm. they have such confidence and such innate inner well-being and happiness and that's the thing so we all have that in us Mm -hmm. and all these beliefs and um things that we take on it's like a cloud going in front of the sun Mm -hmm. We've got a beautiful blue sky out there today. Mm, and gorgeous. if we think our happiness and all our innate well-being and just everything, like everybody's freaking awesome. That's just it. Yeah, and we're all magic. We're I, all yeah. absolutely magic. But then, you know, the cloud comes and we know that, like, even in Scotland, we know that behind the cloud, the sun is still there. Mm-hmm. So it's just about moving that, helping the cloud move past mm-hmm. and getting back to that, in, that core magic that everybody has and everybody has it. Yeah, we've, we've all got it in us. All got that magic. Oh, there's so much to discuss. And <laughs> I don't know what to order if we want to talk a bit more about food. And we were speaking about BMI or we want to talk about the hypno and the work we did together. What do you... Um, with our thoughts and everything. What are our thoughts? Well, um, what, what did you want to talk about with the BMI? Well, we were saying, you know, there's so much pressure, obviously, on us with to, to be a certain weight. And mm-hmm. it's hard. There is pressure. How do you deal with that because BMI is quite a dangerous thing isn't it it is it is it's like um I I mean how many of us know bodybuilders and certainly I mean my ex has more friends so I'm allowed to talk about him it's okay (laughs) um like he was told that he was overweight and obese by the doctors when he went for his medical checkup and it's there's like not an ounce of fat on this man he's just like he works out um you know so the BMI doesn't work um I think it's exercising and being fit to do live the lifestyle that you want. Mm-hmm. If you want to go mountain climbing or you, you want to do any extreme sports, there's a level of fitness you need to be at. So I think it should be measured by that, yeah. not a number on a BMI chart and not the scales. Yeah. Um, definitely when I was at my lowest with my eating disorders, I would weigh myself continuously, mm-hmm. continuously. Um, I'm sorry for the graphic information at all, but I would throw myself before I throw up and then afterwards just to make sure I probably shifted everything. 
you get really obsessed with it. And that was the control you think you had to Yeah, do. I had to make sure I purged everything. Mm. Um, and then I didn't... And then, like, I've not had scales in my house for... Well, I didn't know I was my teenager wanted them, but... Um, yeah, I just decided not to have scales in my house. Mm-hmm. And that was it, because then you can't check. You take away that, that need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I you get obsessed with it. Oh my gosh, I've gone up a, you know, a little bit on the dial. It's, um, yeah, so the BMI, I think it's just doing what's right, what you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about motivation earlier too. So motiv- motivating someone to do an exercise they don't want to do. Like my least favorite machine in the gym is the rowing machine yeah bores me a bit i can't bear it and um, <laughs> i once went to a gym and they set, put this program together for me and the first piece of machinery they wanted me to use was well, the rowing machine. machine i said but i don't like it oh but it'll get you there you, and i'm like no but i don't like it and I did it. <laughs> yeah you can't motivate someone and that's the thing with the hip now i can't motivate you to do something you don't want to do yeah. like if you had a date with brad pitt you'd just go yeah if you had the winning numbers for the lottery, you, you would just go and claim it. So I can't motivate you to do something you don't want to do. So with exercise and eating, do the stuff you like. Then it's easier. Yeah. Um, and also, if I could motivate people to do or um, manipulate them to do something that I want them to do, then I would have all my clients sending me amazing gifts, maybe some diamonds, some flowers. <laughs> I, brought, I brought you flowers. <laughs> I, I was, I, I've been a bit blown away by you. I mean... Darren Brown couldn't hypnotise me, right? You, you're the only person to him. And bear in mind, that was live in a room full of lots of people. But he was hypnotised. He was putting them in trance. And I just couldn't go. So I sort of thought when you were hypnotising me, mm-hmm. and um, initially it was to deal with my balance with food, I just wanted to have more self-control. And I was saying to you, I don't understand why I'm going for a, th- a third or a second portion when I don't need it. Is it just pure love of food? And you were like, no, no, that's fine. We can easily have a look at that. And I was so fascinated. We'll just take you back and we'll see what's going on and then we'll talk about that. But yeah, I was just really, I, I went deep quickly. I did. I did. It was strange. Um, and also with you, the, the funny thing is, is your biggest concern was, oh my gosh, well, besides the fact you, did, you didn't tell me you didn't think I could hypnotise you, but you were really scared that I was going to turn you off food. Yeah, it was That terrifying. I was going to create an aversion for food. And it's like, that's the... I don't implant anything that's not there, so I don't give you a negative feeling towards mm-hmm. something, as you know. Um, but my biggest thing was, no, you love food, so you didn't have any obvious negative associations with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could tell you were resisting the hypno as well when you were going down because we just did a relaxation. Um, and also everyone's been, we've all been in trance. That's the thing. It's not like the stage hypno. I didn't have you running around like a headless chicken <laughs> barking like a dog. And um, it's not that. That stage hypno, um, I've never even tried it, so it's not my bag. Um, but when we've been, you know, when people, you've been driving or you're on the bus mm-hmm. and you zone out and suddenly you're further along, mm-hmm. you know, how, that's trance. Yeah, okay. Um, when you're reading a book or watching telly and you become, I know, a kind of, you know what's going on in the background, but you're not, fo- like, you're entranced in this moment. Mm-hmm. That's trance. Yeah. Um, and you can open your eyes and if you really don't want to be there, you don't have to be. Like, you obviously have to stay in the room with me. Um, and also I think with working with me, I have kind of a relaxed way of working, as you know. Mm-hmm. I kind of chant, and to me it's really important and before we get into the hip, I was chatting to you so that 
I'm using your words. Mm -hmm. uh, when we start going, you know, so there's no point referring to, uh, let's think, like a cup of tea, if you call it a cup of chow, mm -hmm. or, you know, like I have to use your language because mm -hmm. when I'm talking to you, when you're in trance, it's still you. Mm -hmm. But it's like your thinking analytical part of the brain just sort of calms down and we get to sort of get in there and I can work with your on your with your subconscious to kind of really get to the the issues and with trance like, yeah you were you were hilarious when you came out you're like oh my gosh I can't believe you did that <laughs> but yeah it's getting somebody comfortable getting them to understand that you can come out anytime you want um yeah and you're just we're just hanging out and chatting yeah but we did there, there was there's certainly been a shift mm -hmm. and I don't know yeah, it's it's strange, but and I use words such as balance and control and having a need for this. Yeah. So you, you would you just say you unlocked those those because you were saying those were behaviours I had when I was ten that I'd yeah. carried with me. Yeah. So what we did is you had formed a belief when you were ten. Now I didn't know this until we got into hypnosis, so we can discuss that. Just remind me to come back to it because mm -hmm. I realise I'm jumping all over the place, but I'm so excited. <laughs> um. Okay. So. We all form beliefs and, I mean, we, sorry, I'm having a, a brain moment. Um, okay, so we have a thought. So you had a thought at 10 years old that food gave you balance and created safety. Mm. Uh, but that was something you had it, it, it adapted and interpreted at the age of 10. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of took you back to mm. that age mm -hmm. and you got to see what it was and how it was happening and it's not important why that happened mm -hmm. it was just like oh and you kind of get to release that belief because it's a, a belief is a, a thought pattern that's repeated remember i've talked to you before about our thoughts mm -hmm. create our feelings mm -hmm. which create our actions and behaviors which reinforce one way or the other our thoughts mm -hmm. now the thing we have control over is how we choose to react to our thoughts mm -hmm. um so it's like you want a piece of chocolate cake mm -hmm. and by the time you're re reaching for the chocolate cake you're already in the behavior and action mm -hmm. side of it mm -hmm. i can't help you there so if i can come in and work within the thought and feeling kind of get in there so the belief and it was all tied in there so yeah we just took you back there and then i we chatted about it mm -hmm. um we did i guess it, we'd call it forward pacing so i had you go to um, a beach in your when you're under trance. Oh, it's such a nice beach. <laughs> Let's just take me there now. It was wonderful. <laughs> and yeah, and then we sort of had positive reinforcement. So I talked about, you know, also the the ocean as it comes in is bringing in your, your new, new beliefs and behaviors mm -hmm. and thoughts. And the, when it, the wave goes out, it's taking away your old patterns because our, our subconscious just it likes those images. And um. Our mind, when we hear, hear these things, it doesn't know whether it is or isn't happening. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we can all sit there and we can, like, when we start thinking about food, like, mm -hmm. something we love, like, we'll start salivating. We're not actually eating it yet. Mm -hmm. You know, so our, our mind's a really powerful thing. So under hypnosis, sort of implanting, implanting, yeah, just doing suggestions. So as the tree draw, draws up nutrition from the earth, as you draw up the perfect amount of nutrition yourself, so just tying it in and making it sort of, fun and enjoyable mm -hmm. um, and just part of it so and then it's like um leaving you cooking in that mm -hmm. not not literally but it's allowing that to process so anytime you load new software into the computer you have to allow it to 
to um, simulate, is that the right mm -hmm. word? Um, yeah, so we just kind of do that. So I take you on a journey to your beach or your garden. I always ask people ahead of time what their favorite chill out place is because no point taking someone to a garden if they have a fear of bees. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> um, or a dog park. Yeah, thank goodness I didn't take you to a dog park. Um, but yeah, it's about getting to where that belief happened and we adopt other beliefs that are happening around us. So we're only born with two, two fears. One is a fear of falling, mm -hmm. and one is a fear of loud noises. And, and we've all seen babies with those automatic reactions. And it's not just me that says that, that's, you know, there's information out there on that. Um, and everything else is learnt behaviour. Talk about pressure, but we can't wrap our kids in cotton wool, we, we can't wrap ourselves in cotton wool. I mean, you put a tarantula down next to a baby, it's going to fall over to and play with it. Yeah. Um, I'm using an extreme example, so it makes sense. But yeah, someone who, I worked with someone who had a fear of birds. It wasn't them, it's was their mother that had the fear of birds and mm -hmm. they'd learned. And they remembered being surrounded by pigeons. It was pigeons in particular she was scared of. But it wasn't her fear, she'd taken on her mother. So we just kind of, with that, um, I was actually, it wasn't at my, um, my workplace, it was somewhere else. So we just did some NLP, so I didn't even do hypno with her. And later on, she went out to the park and she was fine on birds so it really is that simple um and this whole thing with deep rooted fears or deep rooted issues well it doesn't mean it's gonna if you've had it for 10 years it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to take you 10 years to get rid of mm -hmm. let's just get there let's it's going back to the root cause as opposed to trying to treat the symptom and put you know put a plaster over the issue like let's mm -hmm. just get there your body's really amazing and can heal itself so i just like to create the environment where you heal yourself can it inspire so for now I, I feel like i've definitely got a better balance with food can it inspire so in a couple of months why i'd be saying to you help me it's worn I, off i hope not <laughs> <laughs> um what i'd say with that is you still have free will mm -hmm. so if someone so, yeah, so you have still have free will. So a, a better example to use for this is if someone comes to stop smoking mm -hmm. and you tell them, right, you're not going to smoke when you leave. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, well, I'm just going to prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and do this. Um, you, ca you can do that. You can actually try and prove it. But it's, it's working with what's right for you and what's authentic for you. Yeah, um, yeah and um, there shouldn't be an expiration date. Yeah, I guess people with change though, and when we change, it's quite a powerful thing. Maybe when we're in, like, I've it's a massive year for me, the book and the podcast and everything that's going on. Perhaps I've been ready for a change. It's been the right time. The kids are a bit older now. I've got a bit of freedom. I still love food, but I, I perhaps want to have a bit more control of, over it. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but the... well, just watch that space and see. It could be that something else sneaks in, and it could be a control lift issue or saying but we'll talk about that i hope it doesn't expire um but for some people that won't work because if they don't want it to oh work. yeah if they don't want it to work then it's not going to work if someone because we self-sabotage okay. if someone and i'm i'm i've told you this i don't work with everybody who contacts me mm -hmm. because i want to work with someone who wants to change I, and i want to be able to do the best i can for them so if i don't feel that we connect mm -hmm. or click because I like to have, you know, me and 
pretty relaxed that wear my converse when you come around so I'm not very officey um yeah I want to connect with the person I want to look forward to them coming around mm -hmm. it's it's not a job for me if it's something particular or if I just feel that yeah, I'm not gonna be able to help you I'm gonna refer them on because I'd rather they got the help yeah than they didn't yeah. and I want to I really because I think everybody can everybody can get the help and everybody can get better and yeah they can yeah they just have to sort of want it but you see people chemistry or uh, yeah, a tricky I one. That, well I mean some people become their story now I'm, I'm careful with this because people identify with what their role has been so it's really and we all know people who are in codependent relationships where their identity is rolled up in that or I and I don't like using the word victim mentality or victim story but everybody knows someone like that where that's their story I am the wife of an alcoholic or I am the husband of a workaholic mm -hmm. or, or, or or woe is me it's so difficult I struggle they end up in that and so if you if you're going to shift any of that mm -hmm. they don't want to so then I mean those also aren't going to be people that are going to come to me for help but why why does someone not want to change then it's an identity thing because that's it's their identity uh -huh. that's it and it's an external identity mm -hmm. um whereas that's how they see themselves in the world so if you take that away who are they and that's really scary for some people yeah. who are they without that thought without that role do you believe i've been thinking a lot about when we pigeonhole ourselves and i always say people say oh you're the positive one and i'm saying well I'm not positive all the time it's amazing to have feedback and to know i'm making people feel good but i'm not positive all the time should be pigeon or i, I could say maybe i'm the one oh, well before i met you i was saying oh i'm, I'm a bit overweight i'm always going to be a bit overweight because i'm the one that likes my food you know these kind of pigeonhole is that yeah something we, we need to start avoid yeah people oh we're brilliant at pigeonholing ourselves mm -hmm. um yeah and we do do that and and that's where we just need to get out of our own way literally get out of your own way and yeah and just let's do that yeah shift and change shift. and also the thing with you're the positive one yeah i mean it's great to be positive but we all have not such positive days. I'm sorry, I'm trying really hard not to swear here. Um, <laughs> well, it's uncut, so don't worry. I mean, some people don't like swearing, some love it. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we all have crappy days. Yeah. Okay? And that's okay, but it's not attaching to that thought. So let's say, um, like, you're somewhere and you forgot to buy milk and you're just drifting off to sleep and then you start beating yourself up I can't believe I was so stupid not to buy milk oh, oh my gosh everyone's going to be so miserable oh, the morning's not going to go well and we attach onto it and we but, let it build and grow arms and legs yeah and, and you're just trying to go to sleep you forgot to buy milk mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world so you, you don't because I can guarantee you another thought's going to come along mm -hmm. that's without a doubt and so the thing is, we, we end up in those thoughts where we attach onto them, um, like, you know, with the social media, I haven't had enough likes, or, oh my gosh, we've all done this at some point, um, and you send somebody a text and they don't text you right back. 
well, what, what have I done? Yeah, like these yeah, thoughts. And, and so we, we could catastrophize mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and we make it bigger than it needs to be, where, you know, that's attaching onto it. Just let it go. You don't know yeah. what's going on. It takes it takes practice, would it you does. say, to, to do that? Or yeah. can anyone do that, do you believe? Anyone can do it. It can take practice. Um, and as I've said, too, meditation is really... Um, Meditation really helped me. So I've had a song pop into my head. Last night a DJ saved my life. Oh, you know that? So yeah, meditation really helped me. But And then everyone will go, oh, well, I can't meditate because you have to not be attached to thoughts. It's like, you know, that's BS. We all think. Unless you're an enlightened being, then you're great. You're, I mean, an enlightened being may not be listening to this because they don't need the help. They're enlightened. They're, they're off having a, a, a wonderful, chill time. We, we have thoughts. So people can just practice being quiet for two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, and just breathe, and just know that you're gonna have a thought, and don't be, don't go, oh my gosh, I'm having a thought, I have to let it go. <laughs> oh my God, you know, I can't, oh, I can't do this, I can't meditate, oh, and don't call it meditation, just call it quiet thought, mm-hmm. Con- uh, contemplation. Um, I love to go and sit outside when, and drink my coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. When you're not trying, when you're not trying not to think, it's actually really easy. Okay. When you're trying not to think, people, trying not to think it's just you know let it go um and it, it, yeah everybody can do it but they can get self-sabotage and say oh i can't do that mm-hmm. um and one of my favorite things to do with clients is just getting to breathe mm-hmm. and you, you know and the really great breath is in through your nose and out through your mouth and slowly so we can do it together okay so let's in through do your it. nose out through your mouth but this time, kind of do it like ha, as in a low ha, mm-hmm. because you'll see your diaphragm and all this will just go. So, inhale, everybody. Exhale, saying ha. That feels good. Just do that three times in the morning, and that's you done. Like it doesn't have to be. Um, oh, you know, Zen and meditation isn't for me. Just do that. Okay. If you can just do that in the morning and the evening, you can do that waiting in line to pay for your food. Maybe don't make the ha, people might look at you crazy, mm-hmm. but, you know, just breathe. And I've worked with teenagers and you say, right, we're going to breathe. Well, if I wasn't breathing, then I'd be dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, I know, but it's conscious breathing because particularly with, uh, when people are getting stressed and anxious and all that, if you notice your breath, it gets shallower mm-hmm. and shallower mm-hmm. and it just comes, it, and so it's just being conscious of it. That's mm-hmm. it. And breathing and it just changes it. And, you know, and there's all the science and, and all that. And there's lots of great people out there who talk about it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, because we're not breathing. And also we walk around holding our tummies in because we must be seen to be thin. So we can't breathe deep into our tummy. So, yeah, we've jumped all over the place. Oh, I, lo- I love it. But um, I-, I love it. Talk to me about your joy jigsaw. Because obviously oh, yes. happiness for one person means different things for another. Oh, it is. So, yeah, so this is part of my... Signature program, I think that's the posh way to say it. Um, <laughs> signature. Um, I'm more Joan Jackson than you're Joy Jackson. <laughs> Love this collaboration. Um, okay, yes, yeah, so so often, what I was finding with my clients who were coming to me is like, um, and this is more, it was on the life coaching side. It was, but I, I throw this in for everybody, you know me, lots of, <laughs> lots of value. Um, I, I want to be happy, I want to be successful, I want, and it's all these things, so it's like this, they're describing this thing, but they, it's, it's like it's an, an unobtainable golden chalice at the, or the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, mm-hmm. 
they want this happiness, so I've got a picture of a golden cup waiting in the distance, but they're just going after that. They haven't kind of given it any depth, any feeling yet. Mm. And so what I was finding with my clients was they, they'd say, well, you know, I've never been happy. I've never had this. I was like, well, hang on, let's wait a second. Because what's happy for you mm -hmm. and what's happy for me is going to be a completely different thing. So it's not my place to tell you what happy is. Mm -hmm. So really getting them within sessions to examine what happy is. So we start by looking back at where they've been happy. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, among, one client was saying, oh, well, and I started off with just like, name something yesterday that you were happy about. Well, I couldn't, blah, blah, blah. Well, I was kind of content. I'm like, okay, well, how do content feel? Because if someone's super depressed mm -hmm. and we want them to go up like all the way up here to like happy, joy, peace, love and all that, it's a big leap for them. So mm -hmm. let's just start feeling not as depressed. So what was content like? I'm just working back with them because at different weeks different years and different times in their life what really made them happy was different and mm. where they felt it in their body is different okay um and really examining that and so creating all these pockets of happiness or pockets of when they felt successful or confident mm -hmm. and so it's like having this you know this well of like all these great feelings and then they go oh that's what content is oh that's what happy is oh that's mm. what success feels like so they can feel it because um i know you came to my first ultra fabulous event remember i said one of the things is it's setting intention for your day mm -hmm. so just to say this is how i want to feel but really feel it so this ties in with the joint jigsaw so yeah i want to be happy if you can start off feeling what it feels to be happy mm -hmm. it's not this unobtainable chance it's not something that you're never going to have mm -hmm. you've had it and it's it's really starting to feel it and embody it because if we start off the day going, it's going to be a sucky day. We've stubbed our toe. We've all had days like that. <laughs> you've stubbed your toe. You're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be one of those days. And you know, then you hit every red light and you're like, oh. And it just goes from bad to bad, worse to worse. And you're looking for that. Whereas if you can, oh, I stubbed my toe. Oops. You know, and just let it go. Then you can kind of start to look for the better. Like mm -hmm. it's looking, you know, everybody's no. I mean, I don't say anything everybody's not heard before. I mean, it's all out there. Um, you know, but it's being grateful, it's looking for, for things to appreciate, it's finding joy in the little moments. Uh, and, the, and I understand some people are going through some tough challenges, so mm. it's not to belittle that, but it's really finding that moment that you can, that you can treasure. So starting, you know, setting your intention for the day, mm -hmm. building the joy jigsaw is with all these amazing feelings and memories, and then taking that forward. Okay. Um, so that's the... It, quick summary because <laughs> I guess I, and I talk about acceptance and, and obviously there are times where you need to heal before you can accept and perhaps try and find your joy again but it's, it's tricky because there's probably is a bit of time in you know some people might be having a really tough time at the moment and they're tuning in and they're looking but you know it's amazing I had someone write to me they say they had serious depression but they laughed at one of my singing jokes in the kitchen and you think well okay yeah. so yeah, that's that's that little moment. That's that moment. So hold on to that, and hold that's the thing. So that's, and that's why I called it the joint jigsaw because we're not all happy all the time. Yeah, we get thoughts where I've stubbed my toe without hurt, or, mm -hmm. um, and of course there's lots of serious issues going on out there, and how we all deal with them is very different. But yeah, so that person who contacted you, they laughed at your joke, that was the happy moment for the day, mm -hmm. and seeing that and going, oh wow, I had one client. We went through the process through 
through doing the life coaching and at the end of working together and we just worked together for three months she was like wow I am a happy person I had no idea <laughs> yeah because we just found all these moments um and so instead of focus because it's you know we all think the grass is greener on the other side and it's like well you know what it's greener where you water it yeah so um I can't remember how the phrase goes energy flows where your focus goes or something um sorry everybody fuffing that one out um <laughs> But it's, yeah, what we're focusing on, that's what's going to grow and flourish. Mm -hmm. So the, the fact that the person laughed at your joke, that's a brilliant thing. Yeah. It's not awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, get me on stories all the more. I just love it. I'll, I'll, do, I'll take whatever. And, and it's learning as well to not care because we're our own worst critic. But people are going to judge you as well. You're not going to please everyone in life. But if we can do a little bit to spread, you know, some people will love you. And um, what do I see in the book? Some will see you as this most amazing champagne vintage. Yeah, champagne of the party. And then others may see you as a really cheap Lambrini, nasty. <laughs> and, and it's how we react to that that counts. So mm -hmm. just focusing on all the people that love us. And we all have this little bit of magic in us. Find it, use it. Not everyone has to like you. Not everyone has to like your social media posts that's okay that doesn't mean that you're a bad person it doesn't mean that you're not magic you're not worthy of a little bit of love and high five and it's just sometimes taking the time to find the sort of people that will yeah. build you up and yeah and be surround yourself with those people those are the people yeah we can't we can't belong to every tribe and we can't mm. please all the people all the time um and that's why like at, at the events i do i always wear converse trainers like, I have multicolored ones. I mean, I can't watch somebody come now to one of my next events and I'm not in Converse. But generally, <laughs> um, flip-flops or Converse, they're my chosen shoe. Yeah, just be you because that's how you can be authentic and comfortable. And you want to be with people who accept you for the how, how you are, not go, oh, you know, who do you think you are? Look at you. You're presenting here and talking here and you're dressed like that. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I want someone to come up to me and go, oh, love your shoes. Yeah. Because... And you know, and I like what you had to say. It's um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just being, and I think that's the thing. Being authentic is particularly difficult in a time of social media. But in a time of social media, it's easier to find people like that who yeah. are the same. Yeah. Or inspire you, and you know, and I know you've made a huge difference for people. And, yeah, thank you. And that's why, um, yeah. I mean, the first time I met you, you were just yourself, and you and I started connecting. And it's, I like you because you speak your truth. You just, you know, you've got your own mojo going on and it's brilliant. And that's the thing. Yeah. And everybody's got their own magic. Everybody's brilliant and everybody can change. I know. And that's so, what a message for people, you know. We, we can all change. Are you hearing this, guys? Let's not pigeonhole ourselves and... Um, no, it's just amazing. I could talk to you all freaking day. I know, we kind of like gone over time, I have no idea. No, we're kind of bang on. Obviously, I'll be asking you what karaoke song you like, but you're thinking, well, I'm thinking it's a choice of three. That's not a DJ in my life. Um, the other one, Welcome to Miami, I just said. Yeah, you? I didn't know that was You've got my song, talk. But like, it could be because it's sunny. And it's so sunny. Welcome oh, to we've, Miami. We've got, I'm bringing sexy back, but I like to say I'm bringing happy back. I'm bringing happy back. And I would probably sing Mojo, but have Joy or Joy, Joy Jackson. We could do whatever. We, oh, could, we, can, we, can, we do can do all of them. We can do a mishmash. But um, I'm yeah. going to tag you everywhere. I'm going to blog and vlog, but shout out where people can find you. Um, 
Oh, oh gosh, yes. Um, I am on, well, you can find me on the World Wide Web, uh, <laughs> ionavussell.com. Um, and I will have a phone number up on there, like at some point. Someone pointed out I haven't put my phone number there, really sorry. Uh, but yeah, there's a contact form. Oh, and also if you go and sign up for my newsletter, there's two free relaxing meditations um, that you can download. One's for the evening, and it's just for like unwind and relax, and one's for the morning, setting an intention. Now, I'm stressing that relaxing because I had somebody contact me and said she felt really sleepy um, <laughs> and really chilled and didn't know if they were working. I'm like, yes, they're relaxing. I promise you, you know, it's okay. Um, and then um, I'm also on Facebook, uh, Iona Russell Coach. Oh, and I'm on Instagram. Um, but it's, you can find everything if you go to my website. That's the easiest thing. Because uh, I can't remember all the tags. Is that what they're called? Tags or tags? I know or... it's, it all gets a little bit no, but um... I can't even remember half my passwords half the time. So yeah, go to my yeah. website and all the links are from there. Fabby. Oh, and don't laugh at my video. <laughs> oh. I would love to have you back on. Thank you so much. There's so much we could discuss, but um, yeah, we're we're bang on time, and I'm all about being organised and planned. <laughs> um, but but thank you so much. Hey, no problem. And let's let's sing. Let's sing, baby. Yeah, baby. I'm bringing happy back. Yeah. Yeah, mothers. Yeah. So turn around and I'll pick up the slack. Yeah. Hurry, babe. You see these shackles, baby. I'm your slave. I'll let you win.